You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with your host, Mark Madison. This episode's guest is Sanjay Dutt. Visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now here's your host, Mark Madison. Now, uh, discuss some of your early training, if you could, um, with Larry Sharp, John Dalton, and working with KYDA Pro Wrestling. Yeah, when I was, uh, you know, I was a senior in high school, and uh, I found out that Larry Sharp was over in the Monster Factory in D.C., uh, you know, about 30 minutes from uh, where, I, where I was living. Um, I said, you know what, I just turned 18, I was graduating high school in a few months, we went up there, me and my buddies. I uh, spent a little time there, and then I finished up with Kaida, uh, which was another school that was um, a little more affordable. And um, I guess they were, well, the issue was that Kaida was, A, was more affordable uh, for an 18-year-old kid that was uh, going to college. But uh, they had regular shows of money at the time, which uh, was enticing because, uh, obviously, as a young pro wrestler, your first goal is to get on a show and get in front of an audience. And uh, I wanted to tackle that as soon as I could. Competing for TNA as part of their X Division allowed for a number of great opportunities. Uh, which ones would you say stood out, and which ones could you think, if you're like, in looking back in hindsight, would have been better developed, or you think would have, could have been better developed? Okay, uh, better developed, I guess, man, we could be here all day if we want to discuss that. Uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess to put it in a nutshell, as a whole, uh, I, I guess the, the entire X Division at one point was the focal point of the company, and uh, you know, it, it, it stood us out uh, and made us different. Um, there was a reason that guys like uh, myself and Shelly, Saban and PD, Lethal, I mean, you know, the smorgasbord of talent. I mean, the reason why we were hired, it wasn't because we were, you know, uh, household names or jacked up guys. You know, we, we were hired because we were pro wrestlers and we were really good at our craft. And, and uh, you know, at the, at the beginning, it was, hey, let, let them go out there and, and let them showcase what they can do and, and, and intermix and, and intermingle stories within these, these personalities and these wrestlers and see what happens. And they did that for a little bit and then they back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And whatnot. I mean, it's just, uh, I guess it's the points that have been, that have been brought up um all too often when, when, when the discussion of, of TNA as a whole has, has, has come up. Um, as far as the opportunities that uh, it did afford me, that, that I mean, I loved my time there. Uh, the, the experience and the knowledge and, uh, you know, the time that I spent, that, that was invaluable. Um, when I started, I was, gosh, I was like 22, uh, 21 or 22, um, and uh, maybe two and a half years, something like that, in wrestling, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I was thrust on the live pay-per-views and TVs and kind of forced to, to learn went and, you know, uh, it, it, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people say this, but, I, you know, I, I, about themselves, you know, they hit their stride and then by the time they hit their stride, they're either leaving or they're all going next venture and I, I you know, I hit uh, my stride as a heel in 2008, 2009 and then boom, I was gone. Um, but I loved it and, and, and aside from all the, the wrestling and getting to see the world and working with some of the best guys that, that uh, you could come up with and, and all that talent. You know, just the fact that I got to spend every day on the road with my best friend in life, Jay Lethal. And, and you know, that's that's just an experience, man. I mean, you know, hitting the road and, and, and living your dream with your with your best friend. Uh, what, what more could you 
You can't quite beat it, no? Um, traveling the independent circuit has provided you a number of great memorable experiences. Um, what have you found to be the benefits of competing on the independent circuit as opposed to being with a, a major promotion? I love the independence, man. Um, I came up on the independence, and uh, even being a contrast to, to, uh, to a major company in the States, I still did independence. You know, that kind of, uh, I, I, my heart always kind of stayed in the independence. I love the independence. And, uh, you know, I think that that, that really is uh, what afforded me to continue uh, making a good living being a pro wrestler, even uh, not having that, 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 that TV time after I left uh, TNA. Um, you know, I, the fact that I can go out there and I can kind of dictate my own schedule and I don't have to ask permission or, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a politics guy. I don't really play the political game. And I just want to go out and I want to perform. And, and, I, and I love meeting new people, man. I, I love um, stuff like this, you know, highly intelligent interviews and, you know, having a discussion with you about wrestling. Yeah, I, I enjoy that stuff. And, you know, being on the independence, uh, those experiences are afforded to you way more often than being in a major company and, uh, you know, sometimes you've got handcuffs on it. Sometimes you're, you know, answering to someone else where, whereas here on the end, and it's, uh, you know, I'm answering to myself and what's best for, for me and my family. That's fantastic. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get in a roundabout way to that, but, um, just bear with me here. I had a chance to speak with Nick Aldis, uh, who really credited your work with the uh, Rinka King and the time in India. Um, how did you, in, how did that opportunity initially come about, and how would you have envisioned its success when you were there and a part of it with Jared and, and Nick and yourself? Uh, it was interesting. Um, okay. I, I loved, I, I actually, first of all, the, the, that time period, um, doing Rank of Kings was, was amazing. Um, how did it kind of came about is, uh, at the time, you know, Jeff Jarrett was still with TNA, and this was, uh, you know, partly a Jeff Jarrett, you know, it was actually a whole, it was, it was just a Jeff Jarrett project, but, mm-hmm. you know, being still working with TNA, you know, it was under their banner. Um, uh, nobody in that office had anything to do with it other than Jeff and, and his team, which was my favorite, LaDonna, uh, Rudy Charles at the time. Um, you know, Jeff approached me and said, hey, we're, we're, you know, I got this deal and, uh, you know, I think we're going to be starting a promotion, uh, you know, in, in India. We're going to shoot it in India, create Indian stars, we're going to do this and that, and, uh, you know, I'd like you to jump on board. I think, uh, I've go back, uh, you know, quite many years. I started 2002 or 2003 in TNA. We go back a long time, you know, uh, he knows that, uh, kind of, Got my head on straight, and, and uh, you know, just the liaison between pro wrestling and cultural India, the, you know, the do's and don'ts. Uh, I speak the language. I know the culture. I, I, I think he just wanted to, at the beginning, he wanted to liaison between the two that could uh, smooth things over and, and, you know, tell them, hey, we just let's try this, let's try that. This this would fit good for the Indian people, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, I guess uh, I... I so I got, got real good at the, got real good at the behind the scenes stuff. You know, I, you know, I, I was, uh, I helped write the shows, produce the episodes, uh, I, uh, character Indians, uh, went on a, uh, went on a talent mission. And, you know, we had, uh, we had auditions across the country to pick, uh, Indians that, that we trained them and made them into pro wrestlers. And one of the guys that I discovered at that time, you know, he's with TNA now, Mahabali Shira. 
so it's a, it was good for the project, and it, and it afforded me uh, opportunities to learn so many other things in pro wrestling rather than just in the ring. And uh, you know, I think that it was also it carried uh, carried on over to now with Global Force Wrestling and uh, my work there. Kind of piggybacking on that, uh, wrestling's popularity in India, in India appears to be a huge and relatively untapped market. Uh, what do you think could be done on a global scale? I mean, not really just thinking because it looks like GFW is kind of working its way into that, but it seems like it's not really as tapped into. What could be done to maybe... Um, That's an interesting question. Yeah, but its popularity has grown, so... That, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I think... Well, I mean, recently, I, I, I'll change my change my answer. I think recently WWE has made an effort to. Um, I think they're starting an office in India, and uh, you know, it's one point four billion people in the country. And over the last ten years, you know, this is, there was a very big growing middle class that, that didn't exist in India before. You know, it was uh, had money or didn't have money, and now all of a sudden, there's this growing middle class and this growing young sector that's got money that they uh, didn't have before that they're ready to spend it. You know, growing economy, why not, uh, you know, take pro wrestling there? It's hard It's hard because culturally things are just done uh, so different. Uh, businesses different, and, you know, that goes with any country, any, any country that you're, you're dealing with. You've got to know the cultural complexity that go with it. And uh, I, I ventured out there myself. I... I I ran a tour last year, five five night tour um, in uh, Northeast India. It was a, it was a big success. Um, but the, but the problem is is just to, like you said on a global scale, it, to tap into that market, you need uh, either somebody that has a lot of money uh, here stateside that knows pro wrestling, or you've got to tap into somebody on the ground in India that uh, has the capital to really understand what pro wrestling is and, and how to present it to the audience. And, uh, you know, I think that we really did have that with Rinka King. And for whatever reason, we didn't get uh, picked up for season two. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, that had a lot to do with uh, the television landscape at the time uh, with Colors TV, our network that we were on. But, you know, I think that uh, if they had signed us on for season two or... or you know, even now, you know, sometimes TV shows come back for a second season after, you know, how many years. So, um, you know, I think we're really, ha- we're really tapped on to what needed to be done. You know, our first episode of Rick 18 million viewers, which is the uh, most, most watched pro wrestling show ever. So, I mean, you know, we, we had something there. Um, I really wish we could have continued. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5 $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Now, one of the things that they're talking, you had mentioned actually, is uh, being able to look and seek out talent. Is there any talent that 
fans should keep an eye on uh, in North America, Indian talent that you would expect to maybe cross over, uh, have some achieve that kind of a success for us to be aware of. You know what? The, the, there are some guys that uh, that that we produced with Wayne King that by the end of our twenty sixth episode run, uh, you know, you got to keep in mind these guys were literally plucked out of uh, obscurity and yeah. and thrown on into television and said, "Hey, you know, be a pro wrestler." And uh, I want to I want to say maybe one or two of them had ever even watched pro wrestling in the past. Wow! And then that 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 goes for for Shira as well, who's on TNA now. I mean, these guys didn't know wrestling or watch wrestling, but, you know, the work that we were working with, these auditions were basically, hey, do you want to be on a TV show and are you in shape? <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the people came out of the woodworks for that. But like I said, at the end of those 26 episodes, man, some of those talents really started to understand uh, how to wrestle, how to, how to put a match together and understand, uh, you know, what it takes to be a successful television character. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's still, I mean, that, that, there's still, we're light years away from being a, a top class performer because, I mean, I think, I think total number of days of training they've had before we started taping was 57 days. Wow. Uh, you can't, yeah, you, you take somebody out of a remote village in India, you throw them in the ring, train them for 57 days, and you're not, you, you're just not gonna, you know, I, I've been wrestling 15 years and I'm still not, uh, you know, where, where I should be, and I'm still learning every day, and the same goes for anybody else that does this. So for those guys, you know, there are some that really did get it and were, were get, starting to get it, and I thought, hey man, these guys could have a future in this, but at the same time, you know, we stopped filming in 2012, and they haven't done anything in wrestling since. So hmm. uh, the probability of those guys continuing any kind of career in, te- in television and pro wrestling is slim to none. But, uh, you know, it could have happened. But then again, you know, if I don't do anything for, for four or five years straight, I'm going to forget it. And I'm not going to be very good at it, and I'm going to have to start to learn it again. Uh, so I guess that's the issue with those guys. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five. $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. As part of GFW, the promotion continues to seek growth and explore various means to do so. What can you foresee uh, for the promotion moving forward? Um, the recent announcement of a television deal, I'm sure there's streaming services, but in your eye, in your mind, what do you think in order for it to achieve and maybe compete with the other big two or three? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it just comes... I- I think it slowly comes down to um, domestic television here in the States. Uh, I think that uh, for anybody to be a viable competitor or, or just be a viable entity out there uh, in today's day and age, you and, and sure, there's other uh, avenues like we talked about, streaming services and, uh, and the digital world now, but uh, I think it's the, the bottom line at the end of the day is, uh, you know, you need a domestic television deal. People, people still 
and turn their televisions on and find something to watch. And, uh, you know, pro wrestling is, I think, got to be up there. So I, I think that our, our biggest hurdle, our biggest challenge right now, and we're uh, so diligently right now um, uh, behind the scenes in trying to secure something domestically, internationally. We have great partners with Boulder Creek International out of London. And, uh, you know, we're working with them. Jeff was just in the U.K. Uh, working on stuff and trying to get a... Uh, I'm trying to secure television deal in Europe, and I think that the international market is just so huge, obviously. And, uh, you know, it could reap uh, benefits for, for any company. But, uh, like you said, to, to compete and, and uh, you know, be a viable entity here in the States, uh, yeah, I think it just solely comes down to the television deal. On October 18th, you'll be competing for Smash Wrestling, arguably Canada's hottest independent promotion. Uh, some have even called... Um, maybe the PWG of Canada. Talk about your experience with the promotion and what fans can expect to see on this particular day. Gosh, I was with Smash. I did, uh, I've done a couple of their shows, and I want to say when I was there, they were uh, maybe the handful shows that they ever ran. They were, they were in their initial stages, and, uh, you know, when I think that they are completely a different company now. What does the balance of 2015 and beyond hold in store for Sanjay Dutt? Uh, you know, I, I think they're maybe, maybe if not uh, the best out there right now. 
putting stuff together and, and uh, presenting characters and, and, and really uh, capturing your emotions and, you know, getting into these guys. So our YouTube page, GFW Wrestling, has uh, uh, got a lot of cool stuff on there, GlobalForceWrestling.com as well. Uh, was there anything else that you'd like to share, encourage, acknowledge, or promote? Uh, uh, my Twitter, at Sanjay Pedersen, and uh, the Global Force at GFW Wrestling. Thank you so much for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with your host, Mark Madison. Once again, please visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. And be sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer.